Hi, Jess. Are we live? Yeah, we're ha- it's we are. Okay. We're on. Hello. Um where are we? We are in a house in the Hollywood Hills. I know we're usually podcasting like on the internet with like blurry like I don't even know what your face looks like. You wear sunglasses on the computer and now we're like on a couch in the hills um the night before another day at Harvey Weinstein. And I just want to preface this that with the fact that I am deliriously tired. I've been <laughs> traveling nonstop. I think I don't even know how many flights in the last 10 days, but I am frazzled and exhausted. And I missed, um, what, five days of trial? Um, I think you missed four. Okay. So oh, a lot. Oh, no, now five. Yeah. Yeah. A lot happens in those, in those t- days. So we're going to recap and go over some of the highlights mm-hmm. and some of the major talking points and also how many witnesses or how many. I think we've only had one Jane Doe, but we've had one Jane Doe and two witnesses who's there. They don't count as um, like jail time counts. Character witnesses, right? Or character witnesses. Yeah. So this is just the first week of trial. So yeah. And we need to talk about Harvey and what he's like in a courtroom. Yeah, we do. So Monday was last Monday's opening statements. Jane Doe won. She began um, her exam, like her testimony with prosecution. But before Jane Doe one started, it was like a circus. It was a full house of reporters. It was Gloria Allred there um, with her bag that you were so fascinated by. I just wanted to know what it was. It had no brand visible brand (laughs) i mean she's a character yeah she has some kind of a vibe and i was just like who is this woman who is this woman yeah and then harvey was wheeled out like we were sitting in the in the benches with our new friend jennifer she's on tiktok and jennifer had been to the pre-trial and she was like do you hear that noise that's the sound of them sliding open his jail door and we were like what the fuck and like seconds later he's wheeled out in a wheelchair And, like, they're moving him to, like, a regular chair. And he's much slimmer. I don't know that I would say slim. I'd say he looks like he has so much loose skin because he's starving. Um, Yeah, he looks frail. Exactly. He's a frail version of the Harvey Weinstein that we know, you know, Mm -hmm. from his heyday. I don't think he's exaggerating when he says, like, his body is deteriorating. Oh no, I don't either. I mean, he can barely stand, right? On he his can barely ankles. stand. Yeah, like his ankles seem like they're like mermaid legs. And you know what's so interesting too is uh, I did hear him. He's like trying to whisper to his attorney, but his <laughs> voice is so, you know, it's like such the Harvey Weinstein voice. It just yeah. carries through the whole courtroom, even yeah. when he's whispering. It's, it's, it's like it's it's majestic in a way. His energy is really. I'm sure he's exhausted, but his energy is still there. He's still very demanding. Like his lawyers are like very much are serving him. He still is very intimidating. He likes to stare right at the gallery and the jurors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he will just turn over, turn around out of nowhere and just like glare at, you know, whoever the crowd or yeah. an individual. It's I'm scared of him. <laughs> I'm a little scared. I mean, I started being scared the other day, but mostly I feel like um He just, like, wants to know what the hell we care about being there. Well, I think he wants he wants to read the whole room. He like he's used to being in charge. Mm -hmm. He leans back in his chair like he's going to host a meeting, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's 
used to being the head of those deliberations and those um those you know the deals yeah he was the guy yeah i mean he doesn't get bigger than harvey weinstein so i think i think he must miss that right yeah and then it's ironic because you see what a great job uh his attorneys are doing specifically alan jackson and you're like alan is performing every single day for harvey um his lawyers are incredible incredible but it's like such a metaphor because like the court of law is like the first stage that like mankind ever really knew and harvey gets to like still direct and produce that's the, yeah that the whole time i was like oh he's still putting on a show for us yeah it was it's they're very they're like lawyers out of a movie right right instead of matt damon it's alan jackson he has like slick hair he has like chiseled Hand features gestures, right chiseled his Super back is so tailored. tight yeah tight back um <laughs> <laughs> you guys were in there for eight eight like six to eight and, mm. and ellen jackson's back to me like eight, 95 percent of the time i can't help it but notice i was a little bothered by how tailored his suit is at the waist it's kind of a I just think like we have fat jeans and we have skinny jeans and maybe some of his suits are skinny suits. I think all of his suits are skinny suits. But like weight fluctuates, right? Or do men not change? You think that that's a... I feel like after the Spacey Nantucket case, Alan Jackson like was like, I'm going to go shopping and get tailored suits for Harvey. Okay, he looks totally different. Yeah. Well, you have to explain why there's a connection there. So the connection... Right now is Alan Jackson, who is Harvey's lead defense attorney, was also Kevin Spacey's lead defense attorney in Kevin Spacey's Nantucket case, um, which Alan Jackson is so fucking magnificent in in kind of an evil way where he got Spacey out of um, the entire trial in the uh, during pretrial. Yeah, like he's, he's like Alan Jackson is such money. a good lawyer and is so convincing and so um, expressive and and dramatic and emphatic that he convinced a judge during the pretrial of Kevin Spacey versus an 18 year old waiter at a restaurant through Snapchat that because this man deleted all the Snapchats, this 18 year old deleted all the Snapchats that the trial just cannot go on. Wait, Kevin Spacey was on Snapchat? All the gays are on Snapchat. Kevin Spacey was... I mean, maybe not all the gays, but Snapchat is very niche to a certain kind of socializing. I'm learning. I didn't didn't know this. It's a great way to send nudes without... um, Oh, because they disappear. Exactly. I I hate Snapchat. I think Arlo's on it, but I can't can't go there. I can't believe Kevin Spacey is trolling... Well, he was. I doubt oh, he is Snapchat. anymore. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, but Ellen Jackson showed, like, the photos of Ellen Jackson in that case, it was only, like, two years ago, maybe. I could be totally wrong on that, but it was only in the last few years. Ellen Jackson's, like, a different man. Like, he's not as slim. Like, he's in good shape, but, like, right now he's chiseled. And with Kevin Spacey, he had a full beard. He looked like a bro. Well, also his name is Alan Jackson, so part of me wants him to start, like the lights I to go down, and him to start. Cannot believe that was his name. I mean, cannot believe. I have it. very high expectations if your name is Alan Jackson. Yeah, I mean, this is a reference I'm not understanding, but I'm assuming it's a musician you really like. It is a big country musician. I'm going to show you. Okay, don't be. And mad. then you're going to. It might change your. So you you didn't know you don't ref, you didn't have that when you heard I mean, his name. When I googled it, I was like, guy with a big cowboy hat no no i definitely don't know that okay well you're missing out i always like love pop music 
Okay, so you're not a country girl. Clearly not. No. Okay. Well, aside from that, we have the first Jane Doe up. Mm-hmm. And I missed, so I missed, I only saw the first day and it, I felt like she was struggling because of her language barrier. Yeah, language barrier. And also the his lawyer both of his lawyers won't take their masks off while they're the prosecuting lawyers. The prosecuting lawyers will not. So she kept saying she couldn't, you can't really understand them. You know, it's like this muffled, she's already, she had a Russian Italian accent. She's like native Russian and native Italian. Yeah. She had a translator sitting next to her. So I was getting frustrated. I'm just like, take the mask off. So this woman can, you know, like help her out. Like more expression so she can understand. Yeah. It seemed that was a bad mood move. I thought. I mean, in a lot of cases like this, when it's like a big person versus the people and you have the prosecution being public defenders who are so young, it's just the powers is so imbalanced so often. But this team especially, I mean, they're they seem like great people. Don't get me wrong. Like they would give you they would help an old lady cross the street. But like they're just so junior compared to Harvey's pit bulls of defense lawyers that there's some moments where you're like, oh my God, defense, like please it's just painful, stop. Yeah. It's hard so to painful. But Jane Doe, like, you know, I don't want to describe, she was very emotional describing the alleged incident of um, non-consensual sex. And it was hard, but some things just were not adding up in the way that de- the defense closed. I mean, I'm happy to jump right to the defense about Jane Doe one, but if you feel like it's more fair to give some meat before we get to the last statement. Well, I think we should just go run over her, re- like her side of the story, which is that she was approached. Well, they were that Harvey, Harvey barged into her hotel room, right? She said, after, after dinner together with friends. Okay. And I'm not going to speak on it because I wasn't there for the rest of her testimony. But that's where the alleged assault took place, right? You're right. You're right. It was in her hotel room. He came. He allegedly called from downstairs, the front desk, asked for her. And she said to the front desk, no, he can't come up. They let him go up anyways. He knocked on her door in her hallway, allegedly allegedly was like open the door it's me it's harvey he was like making an alleged scene it's a big scene a big she scene. described she described and then she opened the door and he just barged right in allegedly and then allegedly raped her and she's describing this it sounds intimidating and scary and <sighs> the balls that's we should probably just cover that so we can get that over with. Let's because just get it over. With. I feel like I'm I've been avoiding it because it's just it's gross. It's not your thing. Which it's you not my what? thing. I, I like, like how gross. wholesome you are. People don't really understand. You actually are um the the gory details actually really gross you out. So Jane Doe one said that Harvey told her to suck his balls. And you, was it you who said you saw Harvey whisper to his lawyers, did I say that? I didn't see that. No, I, I didn't see that. Someone else saw that yeah, okay. and saw Harvey say to his lawyers, did I say that? And we already knew we were going to, um, that we might see his genitals, but th- it makes more sense now. Do we already know? But, but, but the defense is there. The, it's evidence on, on behalf of the defense, right? So when Jane Doe one said, Harvey told me to suck his balls. The reason why that's not believable is because Harvey doesn't have testicles. He has 
a testicle because I, I am so confused with the descriptions. It was like first they say it was in they so that it's sewn to his thighs, and then there's like one testicle, there's no testicle. Like I'm really proud of us for not laughing right now. I'm trying so <laughs> I, the amount <laughs> not our fault. The, the amount of court time that is dedicated, dedicated to his balls genitals is just like can a I, lot. Can I tell everyone that I tallied every time they said suck my balls? And how many was it? Twelve. And that's twelve too many. It was like within five minutes. It was nuts, no pun intended. We were doing good for a minute. We were. We well, we tried. This is why we try not to even talk about it because it's just no. Like, yeah, and also <laughs> you have to make a joke about it because it's so like, what am I listening to? And then I mean, so they had thirty-one photo photos of evidence of what Harvey looks like. He had a he had a condition. He had to get surgery. He has he had one, gangrene. It's a it is a legit mm-hmm. condition. Con- condition, and they take uh, open your abdomen and. I it sounds horrible, and I, he has a lot of scarring on his abdomen. I mean, they really drill the idea or the image, the vision of this like maimed, grotesque, maimed, yeah, character. Yeah, um, they've they the amount of physical, like body insults he gets on a, at least one a day, and they're never light. Like, oh, he just wasn't cute. Like, it's like no insulting. You guys literally every like hour, some reference. Um, causes somebody to like one of the lawyers to like point over at him like well look at him <laughs> look at him it's like okay <laughs> How many- and harvey's all like fixing his collar oh when they gosh. do it it's so he, get, he gets a little up. yeah he's like fixing his collar and like adjusting his glasses <laughs> like, oh, i love his thick room glasses his glasses are good are those chic. ray-bans i don't know they're really chic though i like when he wears the glasses um yeah. but yeah it's uncomfortable it's really uncomfortable. Um, and then at one point on Wednesday, Jane Doe is almost done. It was on her third day of talking. And she was up there for a long time. Up there for a long time. And I went to the bathroom. I was like the first one to be able to leave the courtroom when we took a break and I went to the bathroom. And I hear like it sounded like someone fell to the ground, but it, it was just Jane Doe pushing open the bathroom doors. And then she started heaving and hyperventilating and throwing up in the bathroom. What day was, was that? On Wednesday. And oh my I, gosh. I felt so bad. Like she's so stressed out. Whether, no matter how you slice it, it's really not, it's a really traumatizing thing to right. do. And to get up there on and, the stand and, and say v- my vagina and like say all because the things. The descriptions are very graphic. Like very. we're being walked through every moment and you know, descript of this rape. It's, it's a lot. Cause we, I think that the courtroom, everyone in there can agree that these, all of these inner courses, like they all happen. All the sex moments did happen, but the, it's, yeah. it's like, was it rape or is it like a deep regret for a million reasons? Well, that's what we're in there trying to figure out. Right. So the, the fire alarm though. Okay. The fire alarm's a big deal. So Jane Doe one throws up in the bathroom Wednesday afternoon and then we go back to cross-examination and Alan Jackson is is doing the whole like, what, well, what time were you there? What time? Asking her 10,000 times the time frame. And he goes, 
at 12.47 a.m., did you hear a fire alarm? And Jane Doe 1 says, no. And Alan Jackson said, 12.47 a.m., did you hear a four-minute fire alarm? The lawyer sidebar, Alan Jackson is like, you can feel his energy from across the room. He's like laughing hysterically. He's like, to the prosecution, like, you think we're not going to mention a fire alarm? Well, a four-minute fire alarm is notable. So he goes back to Jane Doe 1. He's like, so that night, every single hotel room made a complaint to the hotel, and they were all evacuated. But you don't remember this. She said no. And he says no further questions. Did he end there? He ended there. He loves a dramatic. I mean, that's dramatic, right? What did the court do? We were all like, I just remember, I just, I just, it's one of those moments where you're like, I'm glad I woke up at 5 a.m. today to be here because this shit is wild. So is he insinuating that she was never at the hotel or that she wasn't there at that time? I believe the more complex insinuation is you had sex with Harvey, but it wasn't that traumatizing that you would remember the day clearly or else you would have gotten this right. Oh, okay. Really? Because I don't think they're saying it didn't happen. Are they? Well, well, they might be saying that. Because I, I don't believe, I just don't believe that they never fucked. I, they obviously had sex, but she's, the way she, I don't know. I don't know. Because she, he probably wouldn't say suck my balls to her. Yeah. That, I, I thought way too long about that too. Yeah. If he would say that, like, but what was the insinuation about her affair with the Italian director? Why did that have anything to do with this? Well, the judge wouldn't let them continue on with that argument. I don't know if you remember that or not. I read there was, they were inching into slut shaming. And And is that what that was about? I don't know if it was inching into slut shaming or inching into you were with Pascal that night, not Harvey. Okay. It's hard to say. It is hard to say. I read the court notes and I was confused by it. But yeah, um, she, so that was kind of a little bombshell drop. The fire alarm? Yeah. Absolutely. So he was proud of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Harvey Harvey must feel confident about that. But nothing compared to the witness that came after her, character witness. Are you referring to Ashley? Yeah. What about Ashley makes you say, but nothing compares to Ashley? I feel like Ashley was a very, very poor decision um, on prosecution's part i just she was she was not a good witness she was a weak witness um i just i was wondering why they put her up there when it's it seems like they have more credible women right you would think we thought that when we were wondering what the first day. what the purpose was of ash so she is not anonymous right she's not she she's not a jane doe last name. She's, her last name's technically not okay so ashley s no, Ashley M. Ashley M. Kelly S. is the one. Oh, okay. Ashley M. is a former like ballerina, dancer, did music videos. She was in a very specific movie for Harvey Weinstein, but it was in Puerto Rico. So that's why she's not in this trial as a witness with counts against her because it was outside of the jurisdiction. And, um, oh my God, I'm... <laughs> She also dated a member of the Spin Doctors, and they didn't say which one. No, that was Kelly S. Ashley M. dated. Oh, okay. I'm getting Ashley and Kelly mixed up. You are. 
But let me, let me, sorry, I'm having a hard time getting to Ashley because every time I think about it, it just like makes my head spin with anger because it just, I'm just like, what are you talking about? She's like, he invited me to his hotel. He invited me to dinner. I didn't want to go. I called my mom and I called my fiance and they both told me to go. And her voice is like, her voice is like this. And she's like, and I called my mom and told her that I was scared. I didn't want to go with Harvey to his hotel or to dinner. I didn't want to go. And she told me to go. So I called my fiance and he told me just to go. And like, if I was with an assistant, I'd be fine. And the assistant seemed so nice. And, and I went, I didn't want to go, but I went and I was crying the whole ride there. Oh, so I completely missed this testimony. You did? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. That's why I don't know who this person is. Whoops. Yeah. And like you, you want to say, that you understand being intimidated into something. But I I personally don't ever want to hear a friend of mine be like, I didn't want to go, so then I went. You know? Yeah. That's hard. It's hard to imagine that, like, this man is going to, like, be away from his family the rest of his children's lives, the rest of his own life, because it's, like, I, I this is very harsh, and I don't even want to, I think people can insinuate what I'm saying, but it's hard. It's really hard to hear someone be like, I had free will to not go and I didn't go. And for people to be like, he could make my career. It's like, you're telling me that you wanted to be famous more than you wanted to have free will. There has to, if, if you're telling me he was horrible, I'm with you. I'm so with you, but please tell a story that makes me feel like you had no fucking choice. Okay. And I feel like if you're crying on the way to see someone that you don't want to see, then get the, don't go in the car. So you want accountability. Yeah. 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 So how old was she? What was her? It's in my other notebook. I think she was in her 20s. Okay. And she was uh, meeting him in hopes of getting. They had been talking outside of set for a while for a little while and uh he hit on her she didn't like the way he hit on her and she told him like i have a fiance and he goes who's your fiance and she told harvey so and so and he goes oh i know him he won't mind oh wow and yeah he knows everyone yeah and his all her fiance her former husband is incredibly famous uh for or he's not famous but his family has I don't want to say too much. Also, can we talk about how horrible Harvey's pickup lines are, though? They're like, your boobs would never be good for acting or for modeling. You could only whatever. Or he's like, don't worry. Come in. It won't take long. Like, there's, <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, so bad. All of the, like, they, you know, some of these women describe him as charming and charismatic and stuff. But when they, the pickup lines are not great. That's why I believe Jennifer Lawrence didn't actually fuck him. Because she'd be like, Harvey, really? Shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah. I feel like um, if we're going to believe people when they say things happen, we should also believe them when they say things didn't happen. Yeah. I suppose that's a point. I don't know. I have um, – I'm conflicted. And I don't think it really matters. But Amen, yeah. It's mostly just a rumor. It's a big rumor. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Sienna Miller, and who's the other – those are names that come up again and again as like the rumored – Gwyneth, we don't know, really know. Although I, f- I have a hard time believing the Gwyneth one because she's so connected in Hollywood. Like she doesn't need to 
you know, she's Hollywood royalty. Why would she need to go? I think fuck that Harvey like, Weinstein with with Gwyneth and Jennifer Lawrence, Harvey would just say that he fucked those girls to get other girls to fuck him. Yeah, that's what I think. It's like having a good job on your resume and getting another one. Like he did make their careers. So he's just kind of throwing in this hole. Yeah. Again, terrible pickup line. Terrible pickup line. Um. So now it's tomorrow's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday, and well, we there was are... a third. There's a third witness, Kelly. Yes. How did we just? Okay, we got it. That? Yes, that's that was yesterday. Was that so yesterday? That was Monday. I, that was Monday. I've like lost so, all sense of time. So Friday wrapped up with Ashley M and her ex-husband and her mom and Harvey's uh, private part photos and the jury reading all of the photos or looking at all the photos in a private room. Yeah, that was Friday, and then Monday. Monday we were like oh it's gonna be a really boring day like it was like FBI testimony about cell phone towers and then Kelly S another victim character witness that like was probably the worst decision so that's the one I was referring to yeah she I felt like she was a very weak witness right that's being kind that's being really I like to be kind (laughs) do you want me to stop (laughs) do you want me to turn it down (laughs) I'm just saying, for those of you listening, <laughs> if you're getting us confused, I am the nicer one. And that's not always the case in situations. So just let it be known. But it's not because I'm really mean. It's just that I'm really expressive. <laughs> so wh- how would you describe her? As like a desperate housewife who doesn't like where her life went and lays in bed and wonders what would have happened if I would have married Harvey Weinstein because he said he was going to leave his wife for me. And what if I told him, leave your wife for me, Harvey? And now I could be famous woman instead of like playing tennis in Toronto. Because basically they had a thing in 90. I'm going to tell the short story first and I'll tell the longer story after. Okay. They had a moment in 1991 of meeting hanging out drinking all day going to three locations third location alleged rape in the four seasons hotel 17 years later same event same okay so they met at the they met at the toronto international film festival that's the same week every year and she's born and raised toronto stayed in toronto and then kelly s 17 years later At the Four Seasons. At the Four Seasons, the same exact time because her family is having house renovations done for five weeks. So she, by the way, I'm like, did you stay at the Four Seasons seasons a lot in the last 17 years to stay there for five weeks when your house is being renovated? Did you go? Kelly asked, did you revisit the scene of the crime often for 17 years and think about Harvey? Yeah, personally, I feel like I'd want to avoid that hotel. But I mean, I've never been in this situation but it's yeah it seems weird that she was so connected to it. maybe it's a, just a really luxury listen i was giving her the benefit of the, do- of the doubt until we walked out of court that day i'm gonna be honest i didn't have this harsh of a view about her until well she's she kept saying things like well my friends knew that i i told my friends i knew harvey and they thought i was pretty darn cool but you have to explain what happened because it's a it's a repeated crime it's the exact same yeah scenario repeated 18 years later yeah so so then they're staying at the hotel because their house is under renovations she says i knew there was a chance he would be there but i didn't think i'd see him when kelly asked saw harvey weinstein in the lobby of the hotel where she, she was allegedly raped by him 17 years earlier she calls out his name harvey and they exchange pleasantries 
A few hours later that night, she's at the hotel bar lobby with her friend drinking wine. Harvey's assistant comes down and this young girl and said, Harvey wants to see you. Kelly asks, goes with the assistant, who she's never met before, up to Harvey upstairs. And she goes to Harvey's hotel room. And she's once again in a hotel room in the same hotel with the, her rapist. Alleged rapist. Well, she says she was going to go up there to confront him. Remember? Yeah. She wanted to confront him and say, and she said to him, allegedly, "I'm. how does it feel to be staring at the only woman who turned you down? The first woman that turned you down. The first woman who turned you down. Um, so. so then she says he pushes her, or they use the word shuttle. He shuttles her. Shuffles. Shuffles. Shuffles? Mm-hmm. I thought it was shuttle because I was like, why are they saying shuttle? Shuffle. Okay. That makes more sense. He shuffles her into the bathroom where he starts masturbating and telling and pulling, trying to pull her blouse off. Again, the, the odd thing is she's wearing a skirt, a skirt. So right. the first time, you know, because they have to describe their outfit. So in 1991, the first alleged rape, um, she says that she was wearing a, a spandex skirt. And then 18 years later, in this you know new bathroom scenario this horror mm-hmm. she's wearing a tennis court mm-hmm. so it's just i mean to be sitting there to have every single <laughs> element the exact same like so you were raped you know allegedly raped in 1991 mm-hmm. and then 18 years later you go to the same hotel for the same event call him out as he's mm-hmm. walking past you go up to his hotel room knowing what he's capable of and then get forced and you know cornered into a bathroom and then he's you know in there it was very odd i don't doubt that harvey weinstein is an enormous pervert with intimidation tactics that we could never even imagine and i don't doubt that he's disrespectful as fuck that's not at all what i'm saying i'm saying if you're going to serve the public a huge movement like this then at least like let's just be more real about what the fuck is going on Right. Because you're having one man go down for something way bigger than than the Hollywood industry. Yeah, it is way bigger. And I think I think hopefully people are kind of starting to realize that. Yeah, because I don't doubt that that really unethical things happen and need to stop happening. That's not at all what I'm saying when I and I definitely think he was like forcing himself and, you know, doing disgusting things and very forceful and maybe raping some of these people right but at the end of the, but the day it's disgusting on a lot of levels right because mm-hmm. the women who are up there seeking fame and wanting something i mean there's there's a lot of elements to it, it it's basically like the whole industry is disgusting right that's that's how i feel right. i'm grossed out by the whole industry but i, I agree i mean chasing of, fame is dangerous yeah and so what where do we go from here like well I want to just say that at the end of that day, Kelly asked, we were all, all the journalists left. We were in the hallway going home and her lawyer stopped the group of us journalists and said, Kelly wants me to let you know how to spell her first and last name. Please feel free to write about her in any publication, in any media. And like spelled her name several times. And all of us were like, what? Yeah, I was so and All so of confused. us were like so confused. Why did she think that went well? None of us thought she that went well. She seemed pretty proud. And Harvey was very was, proud. had a big smile on his face after when that day wrapped. Because Alan Jackson was like, so you and this monstrous rapist who traumatized you. Well, we're forgetting the last part. 
so after this second alleged incident, oh, she is invited to a party that night. That night. Hosted by Harvey, right? Hosted by Harvey and for the so Toronto International Film Festival. She goes to it. With four friends. She takes four friends to the party after she's allegedly been raped by him. And says that she looked really cool for having the tickets. It's the second time that she referenced that her relationship with Harvey Weinstein made like, increased her social value. And also in between these two incidents, there was some forms of communication. Mm-hmm. She was reaching out. Um, he flew her re- to New York. He flew her to New York. He paid for her hotel. He paid for her flight to get this audition in New York. And so, you know, that's the, the defense is making the point that I think she they gave said, him her number. Well, there's continued like communication and follow up, which I understand how that can happen. But it the just the elements here where it's like a exact same thing repeated down to the outfit she was wearing. Right. Or I mean, the style of the outfit. It was spandex and then it was a tennis skirt. Right. Skirt. And she admitted that she was attracted to him uh, intellectually. She she was very flattering about him. She said he was... Her voice got so soft when she was describing him. Also, can I just say that these people, these women that have to testify, they have to come down the, you know, the stand and walk literally right, like they almost mm-hmm. brush against Harvey. Ugh, yeah. I like cringe every time. Every time. These women walk down from the stand, down this narrow little walkway, and he almost has to scoot his chair in for them to pass. Like, yep, just, can yep. we not figure out a better um, table situation? I don't think people really understand how stressful it is to be in court or else people would stop going to court. It is very draining. So draining. And when you walk in there and you're on the witness stand, you're like tripping. It feels like you're tripping. I would never, ever want to be up there. That's like my worst nightmare. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really bad. It fucks you up. And they don't talk like normal people. Everything is so... The way people... No. The way like they lawyers, break it down. And they and like the, the way they talk to you right before you go on, it's never what you actually... I mean... It's just so convoluted. And then and then it makes you like wonder, I don't know, just the deep hole of like, what is the truth? What am I being? If I'm telling the truth, why am I being, why do I have a pretrial? Why is there a setup with this attorney before I talk? Like, it's so weird. Okay. But before Harvey was on the, where he's at now, he was on the head of the table mm-hmm. and he was staring directly at the jurors and us. Remember yeah. though? Yeah. I think, I think we posted some articles about that. Yeah, a it was lot of people intense. found the chair moving to be super fascinating. I didn't think it was that interesting considering the bailiff is um, just really lo- like was nitpicking every single person the first few days. So that Harvey moving seats to me was like, well, of course. Well, I, as soon as they set him down, I'm like, what are they doing? He's facing the jury and he's watching all of them. And then he's literally <laughs> he really just was. turns around and, you know, like, like he's staring iguana. at all of us. Yeah. I'm like, you know. But he still turns his head around and looks at looks around. Oh, all the time. Yeah. He wants to know who's there. I mean, because he had surprise witnesses or you no, know, surprise um visitors. Visitors at the New York trial, like different women, you know, Rose McGowan was out front with a protest sign. So I think, you know, that first day when he walked in and asked his lawyer who's here, who's here today? Oh, he didn't He doesn't mean... know any at any point any day somebody from his past could show up. Yeah. So he's kind of on, you know, high alert. Yeah. I mean, when I read the uh, articles from the New York trial, it seems like 
that was a really strong trial. It seems like the, the yeah. conversation seemed like a lot more intense and, and the recall seemed a lot more intense. I don't know what it is. I, I really, you know, flew to LA thinking we were going to like be crushed by these devastating stories. Yeah. I keep wondering what's ahead. We have, we only know of one more identity. There's how many more women are going to testify? Um, four to five. So we have uh, Jennifer Newsom, mm-hmm. Jane Doe four, Jane Jane Doe four, mm-hmm. and then there's a surprise Jane Doe two, Jane Doe two, Jane Doe three, Jane Doe four, and then um, I believe her name is the woman that that had a wire in Tribeca. Oh, her, and then possibly Jane Doe five, and I feel like there's even one more person. And well, and then there's the witness, the character witnesses in between, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's going to be a long trial. They said we're making good time, but it's it's a lot still ahead. And we have Mel Gibson on his way. And we have Danny Masterson down the hall. Down the hall, we have Danny Masterson and some weird Scientology. just now. Some weird Scientology vibes. It's so scary. Yeah, Jess doesn't always believe me when I talk about vibes, but I'm like really hoping that this Danny Masters in Scientology thing, like that we can be on the same page, that like these people freak me out. I feel like I need to peek in there. I was in the elevator with all of his brothers. How many brothers does he have? He has three, but only two have gone because the other one's kind of famous. So I was in the elevator with his family and they were just, it was like they just left a a picnic yeah yeah they are best day ever every day i mean everyone's having a good time in there except (laughs) these victims and the scientology the victims of danny masterson will shatter your soul into a million pieces it's so hard to listen to i've snuck in in the times where harvey is um slow slow or just whenever i get the chance and it's really hard to listen to and his whole family's there and and they seem like hypnotized and out of it like they drank the kool-aid and then they bought more kool-aid and kept drinking the kool-aid and then bijou phillips has just like a permanent glaze right like she has this glaze it kind of i didn't know who it was i was standing in line next to them and I recognized him. I was not a fan of that show. So I don't really. I was obsessed. I watched every okay, episode. Okay. So I only know him because of this trial, really, if I'm being honest. So right away, I recognize him because he, he looks, you know, mm-hmm. like a Hollywood guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I couldn't figure out the woman next to him. And I was like, oh, it must be his publicist, his assist, something mm-hmm. in, the, in the business. But, she, you know, I was like, she's pretty mm-hmm. in like a relatable way. Um, and it wasn't until I got inside, back inside Harvey that the reporter next to me told me that it was her. I didn't know they were married. Yeah. They've been together for a very long time. I feel like they're like perfect together. Okay. Yeah. But, but there is a Scientology lawyer in there, right? Defending, almost defending Scientology. I believe all three of his lawyers are Scientologists. Not a hundred percent sure, but. But like. They're defending the religion that doesn't get dragged into the judge like had to stop at one point one of the days to be like, just so we all remember that we have a stipulation in this case that Scientology cannot be mentioned like this much. It cannot become the like the other person in this case. And um, I think it's almost impossible for these women to explain themselves and to say, I did go. I did immediately go tell someone because 
in our organization, I did exactly like what I was supposed to do. And they, every time these women would say, Danny allegedly drugged and raped me. Danny allegedly. Were these his girlfriends? Um, one was his girlfriend of six years. I, I don't think any of them were strangers. Okay. Um, and they were all in the Scientology community and were friends. And one woman, he put a gun to her head, allegedly put a gun to her head while they were, while he was raping her. Oh my God. Lisa Marie Presley is supposed to be coming to testify like that. Like, why is um, Lisa Marie Presley dragged into this? There was a night. There was Lisa Marie, her then boyfriend, Danny Masterson, and this girl. And she was dating Danny? No, not Lisa. Oh. The girl that he was raping. Oh, okay. They weren't like Sorry, seriously Sorry, you guys. Remember, I, I've, I haven't slept. That's okay. Um, and they allegedly they were in a hot tub. And the girl had like half a drink and got really loopy. And... Danny and the other guy, the other guy's like, oh, I'll help her. And Danny's like, no, 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 I'll help her. And no. he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to do anything. And like brought her upstairs. And she said she was like out of it. And she woke up and he had a gun to her head and was like, you're not going to tell Lisa about this. You're not going to tell so-and-so about this. You're not going to tell anyone about it. Oh, my gosh. Gross. And what about, so that's why it's so important what Leah Remini Remini posted, posted Yeah, because she really broke it down why i mean she basically says in it if you know spread this so that because there's not an there's not enough interest in the case right i mean there no. is in the courthouse everybody's talking about it in in the courthouse but i mean the general public i don't think knows what's going on yeah i know i know i said when we started recording that i was gonna talk more about this but i actually don't want to yeah yeah maybe when it's over but like i actually like i don't want to well, we can be done. I feel okay. like we caught I feel like we got. Yeah, we will um we'll keep you all posted on all the things.